You are now listening to Straight Facts, only on Big Gold Belt Media, with your host, Celis. What's going on, good people? Your boy Celis is back after taking a little vacation. I normally do these on Sundays, but like I told you before, I'm going to start going live, and I might go live at different times, but still post all my content if I go during the week on Sunday. So I said, why not? It's a Saturday evening. Not much is going on. Let's go ahead and pop on the show with two quick topics that we got for you today. Just like if you listen to me and I do my audio clips for about 10 minutes or so, I, I go about that time period because I, I want to give you some good short content that you can see as we produce this. And once again, on behalf of Big Old Media, Big Old Belt Media, you know, I use this show to, to sponsor my own to talk about sports and events coming on. So if you're live and tuning in, you know, come check me out so you can see, come talk to me as I go through these short topics about what we're going to do today. Um, but definitely wanted to give you a shout out and, and say hello to everybody as we're going uh, here today. Once again, two quick topics I want to talk about that's going in the world of sports. Um, one means dear to me because it involves my favorite team, but something is to think about for the future and definitely want to get your feedback and comments to it as we go through it. So as we look at this for the first topic, did the Suns treat Deontay, DeAndre Aiden Wright? Once again, as you all may know, if you're listeners, uh, I'm a huge Phoenix Suns fan. Been a Phoenix Suns fan a long time, ever since Penny Hardaway got there. Um, this is back in 99 and definitely um, been a Suns fan through and through. That's some great times, some rough times. I got a chance to go to the NBA Finals when they went in 2021. So definitely uh, huge on that. But did the Suns treat DeAndre Aiden right? Let's take a look about DeAndre Aiden's history. Um, from the Bahamas, went to the University of Arizona, went to high school in Arizona, then went to the University of Arizona, became the number one overall pick. The first time the Suns got the number one overall pick and they decided to go on a very skilled big man. And if you think about that 2018 draft, it was very talented within the top five. DeAndre Aiden went one. Marvin Bagley went number two to the Kings. Luka Doncic went number three to Atlanta. They had a flip-flop and traded with Dallas in which he got there. Um, and number four was Jaron Jackson Jr., which seems to be a great pick. And number five was Trey Young, drafted by Dallas, but then got traded to Atlanta. And when you think about that draft, it was a lot of times that was going on between DeAndre Ayton and Luka Doncic being the number one pick because the current coach at the time for the Phoenix Suns coached Luka uh, as, uh, when he was an international star. So it was some going back and forth, but the Suns decided to go with the big man. And at the time, I thought it was the right pick, um, even though the NBA is more going to that small ball or guard and forward type game. If you have a solid, legitimate seven-footer that's a skilled big man, you got to take him. There's not that many in this league. And if you got somebody that can be dominating on that aspect, you got to take him. Um, so I was very happy for the Suns to take DeAndre Ayton um, as number one overall pick. Within the time frame that DeAndre was Ayton was there, he became a consistent double-double, uh, got his team to the playoffs within four years. And once again, like I mentioned, got into the finals, lost in six games to the Bucks, which still hurts. But one of the things was the DeAndre Ayton deserved the contract. Now, when you think about the number one overall pick and the extensions and things that comes on, Devin Booker, who just signed his second max deal, his super max deal, was the number 13 overall pick. And Phoenix immediately, when it gave time for to do the original max, they did it immediately. When it came for the uh, super max, they did it immediately. But when it came to DeAndre Ayton, everything was stalling. Like, would he be that next person to get paid in the Suns organization? Um, even with Chris Paul, when you brought Chris Paul in, immediately he re-signed for a big contract deal. But DeAndre Ayton did not. 
Now, for my personal feelings of DeAndre Ayton, I think DeAndre Ayton is a great player. I love him as a Phoenix Suns. Sometimes he gets a little lost in translation, where sometimes if somebody like this, a skilled big man or a little bit quick off the steps, he takes himself out of the game because he's just a human. He gets frustrated, things of that nature. But I think when you talk about pound for pound for skilled big man, he is the best big man in the league. And I really think that he is going to show as he continues, because he's only 24, as he continues to grow and develop, he's going to be very strong. And I see a little bit of not saying he's going to be this great. He may be but a little bit of a Hakeem Olajuwon S with some of the skill moves that he has when he shoots his 15 to 17 footer or when he's scoring in his low post game with his drop steps and things of that nature or even baby hooks. He has gotten better year by year. But on Phoenix's side, they want to see is DeAndre Aiden solid enough or consistent enough to make sure he gets what he needs to do as far as taking that team or taking his game to the next level. So they kind of held back for it. Now, one of the things that the collective bargaining agreement that the NBA does is they say, hey, for a certain amount of picks, when it comes to their fourth year or so like that, they become a restricted free agent going to free agency. So teams can get a chance to match that with you if you don't choose to sign them early on. So the Suns were waiting. They were waiting. Rumors came around with Kevin Durant. Will he sign? Will he be a part of the Phoenix Suns organization? Because Brooklyn won the, the whole the whole squad, it seemed like, to, in order to trade for uh, Kevin Durant. So was Mikel Bridges going to be involved? Was Cam Johnson going to be involved? Was DeAndre Aiden going to be involved in the sign-and-trade deal? So Phoenix kept waiting until Indiana came in. Indiana came in and said, hey, we're going to do this. I want to make sure we put an offer sheet out to DeAndre Aiden. Let's sign him for four years, 133. Okay, they put that out there. Phoenix immediately, seems like within five minutes, signed him. And the question is here. Did Phoenix do the right move? And once again, I'm going to say yes. And, and here's the thing that Phoenix did correctly. If you think about money and pound for pound with the luxury tax and things of that nature, Phoenix could have signed a four-year $171 million deal versus four years 133 So they got the cheaper version of DeAndre Aiden when it came to his deal and what Indiana could have did. But here's the kicker that Phoenix may get on the backlash. Is DeAndre Aiden going to feel like that he got the treatment got the push, got the rub that he needed from the organization to say, hey, we believe in you as the number one pick and you're our franchise, even though Devin Booker's on the team, even though CP3 is a leader of the team. Does the Andre Aiden feel like he was appreciated enough to get his deal? And when you think about some of the past deals in big men's history, like Shaq leaving Orlando because they tried to lowball him during that time before he went to L.A., or when you think about what Rudy Gobert did, they just traded him to Minnesota. Did you do right by your big man to give him the content and the stats that he need or, or contract rather in order to be successful? Phoenix had to play this game because they knew they had it in their pocket where they was going to see what other people thought of his market and pay for that market if they felt like he was appropriate enough. Now, if it went to four year 171 and Indiana would offer that, I feel, still think Phoenix would have matched it because if Phoenix would have lost DeAndre Ayton without getting anything in return, that was going to be terrible for their franchise. Like I said, when you have a legit big man that's seven foot and skilled and young like him, because we had some big men like Greg Oden, Michael Olua Candy that went number one overall, and they didn't pan out in the league because their bodies didn't make it. DeAndre Ayton is a very, very strong seven footer to do what he needs to do to be successful. But Phoenix needs to make sure that they give him the light that they need to say, we fully trust in you. Even if that comes with Monty Williams saying, OK, for the first quarter, we're going to give you about seven or eight touches down low just to get you started. Devin Booker is going to get his, CP3 is going to get his, but you need that third person, that bona fide person to be Aiden. I think he can do it, 
But Aiton's going to have to step up his game now that he got his money because in this contract, it's no player option after the four years, and he cannot be traded until January 15th if, if Phoenix decides to trade him. In addition, uh, DeAndre Ayton can veto any trade this year if he doesn't feel like he wants to go anywhere. So it's better to put yourself in that early value to stay healthy and to do what you need to do to be a scorer. But here's the problem that Phoenix is going to be in. LA still trying to get, or LA Lakers are still trying to get Kyrie. Golden State Warriors are your defending champions. The LA Clippers signed John Wall to try to make sure they can all come back with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And Sacramento, granted, they're probably the lowest team in that totem pole. Sacramento plays well every single night. So that Pacific division alone within the Western Conference is going to be competitive. By Phoenix running it back with their same team for the third straight year, is that going to be enough to get them over to that finals? Because last year, in my opinion, I thought Phoenix should have won the finals of bust. This year, what are you going to do now after you re-sign DeAndre Ayton as your franchise player to see what you're going to do? So it's going to be really interesting to see what Phoenix does. I think Phoenix still needs to do a couple of more moves. I think one move they should do has to go with that better minimum. Get a Boogie Cousins. I think Boogie Cousins off the bench is going to be somebody that's going to be needed. I know they got uh, Bismack Biombo as they re-sign him. They lost um, JaVale McGee. But get somebody like Boogie Cousins as another seven-footer. It's a no-risk, high-reward thing to put him in there to see if he can come off the bench and be a good threat for you. Um, what are you going to do with Jay Crowder? What are you going to do with Campaign, who a little bit struggled at some points in the playoffs? Are they going to come back and be stronger next year? So I think Phoenix still has some retooling to do. It's still a lot of time left in the offseason. Um, and even Adario Sarge coming back to see what's going to take place for, for, for next year. So Phoenix has some pieces to go, but once again, I think it was a good move by Phoenix. They tried to play the politics to see how much money they can get for them, but we'll see how it goes. Um, so that's on my Phoenix Suns. But here's the next topic I want to talk about. The NFL Sunday ticket beyond 2022. Now, as we're coming up in football season, people are getting ready for their fantasy drafts. I just actually did a mock draft myself for the fantasy draft, which in one of my leagues, I got the number one overall pick, and I didn't want that, but I got to make sure my pick is smart. But when you watch football, how are you going to watch football in 2022? Now, we still got our red zone, which is very popular. You go to your sports bars and things of that nature where you have your events and things of that nature where you can see every game. But when you see every game at home, right now the money game is NFL Sunday ticket. Now, the NFL Sunday ticket has been going for years on direct TV and it's still going to continue to do that. But what is it going to be as streaming service continue to take over for 2023 and beyond? And Roger Goodell already had an announcement to say that the NFL Sunday ticket will no longer be on direct TV.